0: Stand with me, Sid, and stand with WABC as we honor those who protect and serve. ThinBlue LineUSA.com. Once again, use the code word Sid. 77 WABC. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. Oh, no, I get by with a little help.
1: Come out to play
0: It will be interesting to see how they handle this in the UK, London, England, Wales. I'll be in all those places starting later on tonight. Really excited, actually. I miss my daughter so much, and and it's been uh, way too long. So, and I'm um, kind of um, I'm tired. So, you know, this whole uh, Trump thing—it's it, it's enough. I haven't taken a day off, and it feels like years. Uh, well, since Bernard passed away, God rest his soul. So, looking forward to see how they handle this. Outside this country, my my thought is, is that a lot of these countries, we become the laughing stock. I did ask this of Gordon Chang last week. If he thinks, you know, Xi Jinping is laughing in China, he said yes. Putin is laughing in Russia, he said yes. And, of course, they are. A former president being arraigned today for seemingly nonsense. Now, again, the indictment is still sealed. Maybe they've got something we don't know. Maybe, maybe Alvin Bragg is about to shock the world. That fat loser. Maybe he is. Uh, we, as of right now, it looks like they've got nothing. But uh, we'll see. Because the president should be on his way to court with uh, Takapina, Todd, and Susan about one o'clock. Juan Murshad is the judge. Arraignment uh, set to start about two fifteen. If it starts at two fifteen, it could be over by as early as two thirty. Not long after that, President Trump will be on his way back to Florida about the same time I'm on my way to London. And uh, later on tonight at about 8.30, President Trump will speak to the nation. Alvin Bragg will hold the press conference around 3.30 once the arraignment is over and Trump has left the courthouse. So my next guest used to work for Donald Trump for many years with Mnuchin and all those folks. She's an economic genius, a great talk show host, has her own podcast. I've been a guest on that, the Monica Crowley Podcast. Really one of my favorites in the business, Monica Crowley, here on this uh, Tuesday morning. Monica, good morning. How are you, sweetie?
1: Oh, that's so sweet of you. Good morning, Sid. I'm doing great. Thanks.
0: Well, uh, You're welcome. And I meant everything I said. It's it's great to have you on this really historic and uh, wild Tuesday morning in New York City. i repeat what I just said. It looks like this is a complete joke my fear is is that they've got something to make it not a joke do you think that the president is worried about that this morning despite his brave face or do you think they really think this thing has nothing nothing there
1: well you know there's no tougher fighter than donald trump and he has proved that throughout his life and career and certainly over the last 8 years since he first came down that golden escalator in June of 2015 announcing that he was running for president. Um, You know, nobody, nobody takes it like Donald Trump. And honestly, Sid, I've been around and I know you've been around politicians, presidents for many years. We've seen it all. We're New Yorkers. We've seen it all. We've met them all. I don't know of a single individual who could have withstood and continues to withstand what Donald Trump is withstanding. I just don't. Anybody else would have buckled. Um, So that being said, look, you have not just the New York case, which is coming down today, but you've got the Georgia case. You've got the DOJ case. You've got the January 6th case. This is a major pylon of this man to try to kneecap him um, from running and winning again. And honestly, Sid, this is how powerful Donald Trump is. And this is how much of a threat he is to the entire corrupt ruling class, from the deep state to the administrative state, to the propaganda press, to the globalists. All of them are absolutely petrified of him. They were caught flat-footed in 2016, and they vowed never to allow that to happen again. That's what this case is all about. Now, that being said, to your question, look, Trump is tough as nails, but he's still a human being. And he knows that these these cases have real consequences. And one of the consequences, first of all, it's all meant to distract him, to drain his resources so he's not focused on his campaign and doesn't have the, the tremendous amount of resources to, to wage the campaign because it's all going to be directed into the, fighting these cases. But also the consequence could be, out of any of these things, prison. And you know what, Sid, as far as I know, I am the very first person to go on national TV in March of 2017. I was on with Sean Hannity, and I said their objective is not just to undermine and destroy his presidency, which of course it was, but it was to put this man behind bars. That is the only way that they feel like they can stop him. And over the last couple of years, Sid, They have thrown the kitchen sink at this man, hoping to destroy him, and the fact he is still standing has them outraged, and that's why they're throwing now all the legal kitchen sinks at him.
0: And that's why uh, I find myself rooting for President Trump even more and more. You know, you also – there's another case out there. Folks don't realize this, but – my dear friend of 43 years, Joseph Takapina, who's really become lead counsel for Trump. And if, in fact, this goes to trial, he will be the trial attorney in this case, not Blanche or not Necklace. But he initially hired Joe Takapina for another case, which starts in about three weeks where President Trump was accused of committing rape. Some lady from 27 years ago claimed he raped her and burned off Goodman's in some back closet or something, and that's why Tacopina was initially hired, not even for this case. That is also three weeks away. So add a fourth case to the ones you just mentioned, January 6th, Mar-a-Lago, Georgia, and New York City. They really are trying everything to ruin this man, and all he's doing on a daily basis is garnering more support, I'm not going to use the word sympathy, garnering more support, people like me who now are dug in deep to make sure Trump not only wins all these cases, but wins the presidency.
1: There is a superhero whose name escapes me now, Sid, but there is a superhero where every time he gets hit, he gets stronger. And that is Donald Trump. Remember, we saw a similar dynamic with Bill Clinton when Bill Clinton was going through the Lewinsky scandal and the impeachment and everything. His numbers went up. There is a human reaction to somebody who is being piled on, somebody who is being accused, somebody is, you know— And especially when it is a president. So in the Clinton case or or the Trump case, there is a rallying around the president kind of effect that happens. And you don't want to use the word sympathy, but I'll use a version of that. These people, Trump's enemies, um, are doing the almost impossible, which is turning Donald Trump into a sympathetic Pathetic. figure. Yep, yep. It's true.
0: I know I <laughs> okay. said it. Yeah, I know. It's unbelievable.
1: They, <laughs> it's unbelievable. And you know what Sid? They can't not do it. They can't look. They know that every time they've hit him, they've made him stronger, and yet they can't help themselves. They can't not do it because they are consumed with. Uh, let Let's put it this way. Nobody has stopped to think, why have they piled on Donald Trump? And, yes, they hate him personally. They hate his personal wealth. They hate his family. They hate they hate everything about him. But the bigger reason why they keep targeting him is because he is an existential threat to the entire corrupt ruling class. Yep. And he is a huge threat to their absolute grip on power and their corrupt gravy train that continues to enrich and empower them. So he comes in, he's a massive disruptor, and he's there to represent you and me, Sid. He's no there doubt. He's there to represent the That's New right. York Times right. or the globalist no. community. No. He's there to represent us, and therefore, he must be destroyed.
0: Well said. Monica Crowley. Check her out, folks. The Monica Crowley podcast. How many days a week, is, again, is that, Monica, is that two or three days? NYC.
1: Oh, thanks, Sid. It's three days, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I got a great show yesterday and you can imagine tomorrow's show is all going to be about this and you're not going to want to miss a second of it.
0: Well, you know, besides this, I had Kat Matidis on yesterday and uh, you're one of the brilliant economic minds today. I bring on all kinds of folks who discuss the markets and banks from Insana to uh, Gasparino to Kudlow and and all these folks, uh, even Dobbs, but uh, you're as good if not better than all of them. And we find out yesterday that the Saudis are cutting oil production, that uh, it's down depletion is a big issue now. We're down to uh, where we were back in 1983, 40 years ago. This is going to clobber Americans at the pump. We know that. And it also turns out just a couple of weeks ago that both – China and Brazil decided not to use American currency as a backup anymore. So while all of us are watching this Trump drama going on in Manhattan, the truth is, on a much more serious note, the economic world is about to fall apart. Give me some good news, something.
1: This is – I wish I could, but this is – you pointed to this, and I did a segment on Fox Friends that went viral about a week ago on this. Nobody is paying attention to a process known as de-dollarization. The U.S. dollar has been the world's reserve currency since the end of World War II, and there are a couple of things backing that up. One, that we were on the gold standard, Nixon took us off 50 years ago. So there is no hard asset backing up the US dollar for the last 50 years. But the other things backing up the dollar were America's economic strength and power, and the fact that oil is traded in dollars. Okay, so you've got those two things. Now, We've got economic slide in the United States, thanks to Joe Biden. Really, we've got a perfect storm. We've got Biden's weakness. We've got his war on um, U.S. energy, domestic energy production. We've got the Ukraine war. And we've got our enemies led by China, but also including Russia, Iran, and the rest who are coming together to trade oil in currencies other than the U.S. dollar. All it would take is Saudi Arabia to say, you know what? We're going to consider other currencies to trade oil, and they've already indicated an interest in that. If they do that, you will have an economic implosion that is not to be believed. And the effect on on the average American, on you and me, is going to be hyperinflation, like Weimar Republic-level inflation that will make today's inflation look like child's play. It will be an economic collapse globally globally and certainly here in the United States. And nobody is paying close attention to that, Sid. We're all focused on this Trump circus. Yeah. Nobody- focused on that or any of the other catastrophes that biden has created no i know i mean
0: but it was staying with the economy forgetting about the other catastrophes which include wars everywhere and and uh, race divide and all kinds of horrible things here i mean the banks just collapsed a couple of weeks ago two of them of course signature bank and the svb bank as well and uh i was saying to john yesterday i said is the fix monica crowley is the oil fix as easy as drilling here reopening the pipelines like Keystone, if he did stuff like that, which he won't do, we know that because it worked for Trump, and if it worked for Trump, he'd rather the United States fall apart than do something that worked for Trump. But if he did something like that, would that lessen some of this pressure?
1: Well, yes, but remember on day one, he killed the Keystone pipeline and then began waging a broader war on U.S. domestic energy production, on the fossil fuel industry, oil and natural gas waged a total war on that, crushing that industry. Now, it's still going, but it's really crippled under this administration. And so if he were to reverse course, you would see the American economy begin to turn around almost overnight. But he will not do that. And keep in mind, he won't do that because this is a deliberate takedown of the United States. Nobody wants to think that their president is deliberately destroying their own country, but that is exactly what's happening here. And everybody, everybody better wake up. You know what? If people say, oh, Monica, you're crazy, this is just incompetence. Really? He has been in office for over two years now, Sid. All of these policies are producing these horrendous results for the country and for the average American. You would think that any politician – Um, Having these kinds of destructive and failing policies would course correct. They would change course just out of a view of like political survival for himself and his party. Right. Even Jimmy Carter changed course at the end. This guy has not lifted a finger to change course in any direction, economically, energy production, the border, crime, Everywhere you look, he is staying on course. Why? Because this is a revolution to change the country. And they feel, they honestly feel that they lost four years under Donald Trump, (laughs) who turned the country around and delivered peace and prosperity, right? They figured Mm. that they lost those four years, and that's why under Biden they were moving with all deliberate speed.
0: Yeah, You know, with 60 seconds to go, I, I have family members that hate Donald Trump, a sister I love very much, I've got people who are friends and associates that live in my mother's community in upstate New York that I've known for 40 years. They despise Donald Trump. And you just talked about what Biden has done in two years. It has been a disaster, a real disaster. And yet they hate Donald Trump so much. that they are willing to say Biden is doing a good job and worse than that, willing to celebrate what's going on today when any decent American, any bipartisan decent American knows what they're doing to Donald Trump today is absolutely despicable. But some of these people, they just won't quit, Monica. They won't.
1: Well, here's what to tell them. You tell them today it's Donald Trump and tomorrow it's you. Wow. Because they are warping this system. They are taking away your freedoms. And you might cheer today, but it's like that old analogy. I think that came from Winston Churchill that said people keep feeding the alligator, hoping that the alligator eats them last. Well, guess what? The alligator is coming for you, too. If we don't stop this, this is not about Donald Trump. It's about the deliberate implosion of our country and the rule of law, and they better care about it.
0: Just uh, so you know, just emphasize how right you are. Even the Washington Post wrote something yesterday that said exactly what you just said. This is bigger than Donald Trump, and it is a sad, sad day in America as we get set for the president to be arraigned coming up. In about six hours. As always, Monica Crowley, not good, great. You're brilliant. I love you. Thank you so much for stopping by today. We'll do this again very soon. And we'll all tune in three days a week to the Monica Crowley podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Thank you so much.
1: Always a pleasure, Sid. Thank you.
0: Thank you. The great Monica Crowley right here.